0: The Bible is so important to me because I know whenever I read the Word of God, I know that God is speaking to me, God is guiding me, showing me the way to, to live.
1: Welcome to the Essentially Translatable Podcast brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. I'm Mitch Trudowski.
2: And I'm Emily Wilson. And we are on part two of a very special mini-series.
1: That's right. Yeah, throwing it back to when I got to spend a couple months in Botswana doing my doctoral research and mm. we heard from uh, Ponzo mm. before.
2: So in your travels, who were you? chatting with today on the episode.
1: So today is uh, Tswar Hanang Sheshu, who's the uh, other translator on the project. And Tswari came to us. A couple of years after Ponzo, as the project got to the point where we, they were ready for production work and, and looking to add more staff, uh, she has an associate's degree in business. And that's what I love. If you listen to the last episode with Ponzo, she's uh, got a theology degree. She's an extrovert. She's a verbal processor, just joy and bubbly. And then Suara Hanang, she's, uh, she's business. She's focused. That mm-hmm. uh, They're just a great team that way. Mm-hmm. She, they complement each other really well. And so she had an associate's degree in business administration, mm-hmm. but was working as a, a janitor in one of the local schools. Mm-hmm. And the Bible Society Botswana, the partner on the project, posted a position for the Shikalahari Bible translation, posted it throughout the, the country in the government newspaper, and for folks to apply, she saw that posting and applied and uh, went through our process with about 15 other folks, and she was the one who rose to the top, and we brought her in. She so a godsend, just a fantastic worker, and uh, really lovely to work with, and i um, glad we get to hear her story as well.
2: Yeah, so sit back and enjoy this interview with Swari.
1: We are here in my village house in Kang, Botswana with uh, Tswar Hanang Mm Sheshu, one of the translators on the Shikalahari Bible Translation Project here in Botswana. Thank you for being on the show today. So Tswar Hanang, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you found out about the Bible Translation Project, why you applied to be a Bible translator.
0: Okay. Yeah, my name's is uh, Shesho. My home village I was born in Hukunzi, just as uh, some hundred and eight kilometers from here, Kang to Hukunzi. But I'm married at uh, the northern part of the country by Ruth Kenneth Shesho, Reverend Kenneth Shesho from Lutheran Church. is now pastoring in celebrate Pico congregation. Um, I, I have two kids, a boy and a girl. The elder one is 13, the younger one is 3 years, 10 years, <laughs> ten years between them. Mm. I came here to Kang. I was working, I was hired to work as a cleaner in one of the primary schools here. Um, I didn't know anything about the, the Bible translation. But uh, one of the days, I just saw an advert for the post of a translator in the project. It was uh, uh, on the notice board at the post office. I was at the post office to do some things there, but I saw the, the advert. That's when I knew that there is a translation project going on. And I was so excited to, to see the advert because yeah, it was. It's just uh, I felt uh, excited in my spirit because I said, "Ah, this is the right job for me. Mm-hmm. I have to apply for it." Mm-hmm. So I I applied for the for the post as a translator, and I was hired. That was 2013, uh, around June or July, if I'm not mistaken. Um. So, uh the reason why. I applied to be a translator. Um, I'm I'm am I'm a Christian, so as a Christian, you know that uh, you have to read the the word of God because that's our guide on how to something that to guide us how on how to live our daily lives. Mm-hmm. So I knew by that time that uh, this is a great opportunity for me. To be able to study the word of god uh, almost every day and uh, learn the ways of god and be able to understand and help others even to understand to understand the word of god because i knew for me to be translating means that i have to to study and understand the word of god so i knew after i knew that. If I can understand it, I will also be able to help others who want to learn and know the Word of God. So it was a, an opportunity for me, and I had that opportunity of being a translator. And also I felt that uh, being a translator also will help me to improve in my interpretation. Uh, work that I was doing is not work. As such I was a an, an interpreter at my church for my pastor, so I knew that this will help me to improve in my interpreting as for the pastor at the church.
1: Okay. And yeah, talk about the, the Bible a little bit, why you found it so important or like why why was that such an important opportunity for you? What's the role of the Bible in your life?
0: Um, I would say the bible like i have said is a a guide to us uh, as christians it guides us on how to live our daily lives so the the word of god in matthew 4 chapter 4 verse 4 says that uh, men shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of god so i believe that uh, as a christian i should also live by the word of god and for me to live by the word of god i have to be reading it studying it and meditating on it every day or every time mm-hmm. and for me i knew that the bible i have to read it the, to be a translator helps me to read it every day and to also to to be able to meditate on what i have read mm-hmm. And uh, make it my my way of life. Um, the like I said, the word of God say that uh, the word of God is uh, is like I would say it's like food mm-hmm. to to my spirit. Mm-hmm. For me to be grown in my spiritual life, I have to to read the the word of God. So the word of God is so is very important in my life because uh, the word of God says that. Uh, The Word of God is is God by Himself. The John says that uh, the Word of God came as flesh. And we for me, I would say the Word of God is is God by Himself speaking to to me. So the Bible is so important to me because I know whenever I read the Word of God, I know that God is speaking to me, God is guiding me, showing me the way to, to live. Uh, I believe it, I believe that it has uh, answers to all the questions that one may have, so for me, to, if I have any questions, have any situations, I know I can refer to the Bible and I will get answers from there. Okay,
1: yeah. yeah. So um, you get hired into this project and so it's the beginning of your work there. What was the most challenging thing for you when you first showed up your first day and started trying to work in this project?
0: Yeah, I would say my challenge when I was starting the, the project was uh, writing my language okay. because uh, my, lang- my language was not written at that time. It was its first time to be written. So um, there was no, I would say, official way of uh, writing it. Everyone was just writing in his or, or her own way. So I wasn't uh, sure of what is right and what is not, or what I should write and what I shouldn't write. That was the challenge that I had.
1: Yeah, so many of the people listening to this program probably won't have thought about that before, that there are many languages uh, like yours that had not been written before. So how do you learn to write it, and, and how did you you know, start to overcome that obstacle for being able to do the Bible translation?
0: Yeah, like I said, I I had uh, every I would say almost everyone had this or her own way of or, of doing it. I also had my own of writing it, which I say is uh, because our language is more close to Setuana. Mm-hmm. I had my way of writing it, and when I was hired as a translator, the when I learned the. The orthography that was used, I learned that uh, it was not so different from what I was writing, mm-hmm. so it became easy for me to to be able to, to write it. Uh, you, now you see the orthography that was there mm-hmm. in the translation project.
1: Right. Yeah. So when you're doing this kind of work now, you've been with the project for about eight years. When you do this, part of the work that you do is to go around to the villages and to um, share about the work of the project to get feedback, which kind of makes you an ambassador for your language. So how do people receive the work when you go around to the villages and just talk about some of, you know, what you do to talk to people about the language?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the majority of the people that we have met, uh, yet met, most of them I would say they have welcomed um, our work. Uh, if I was using it, I would say they have uh, welcomed our work with their both of their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I believe being that uh, they were excited about about seeing their their language uh, being written because I believe they, it has been their dream to see their language being written, mm-hmm. even though um, they had uh, some challenges of. Uh, of reading it, but they were excited because most of the time, at the, when we meet with them, we were reading to them. Even if they have the papers, it helped them. It helped them to follow what is written and know that uh, this, this is what they have. And also, we showed them the the orthography that we have, and they were able to follow what we have and that makes them so excited to say now our language also will be recognized because it, yeah, it has been one of the languages that has, I would say, it has been looked at as a, a minor language. So that makes them excited to see their language being written saying that ah, our language also can be seen written on books. And, uh, but others, even though they were saying uh, they were saying that it's difficult for them to read the language because it's the first time, but they were saying we will learn when time goes on, because even the languages that we are reading now, we, we started by learning. Mm-hmm. In our language, we will learn it yeah. and be used to reading and writing it.
1: Okay. So, as you've been in the uh, the villages or meeting with people to talk about the translation, look, what's one of your favorite stories from someone who you're meeting that's hearing the Shikalahari translation for the first time?
0: Yeah, I remember sometimes, uh, I would say 2015, we were doing field testing in Budibeng, which is in the northern part of the country, the Budibeng village. Um, and by that time, there was this man. He's also a pastor. I believe in the Zion Church. We were field testing the Book of Revelation. I was the one who was reading the the, the passages or the text, and uh, after finishing reading it, that man was so excited. He, he used this word by saying, "I have been reading this uh, book or text in the English and the versions. But after hearing it being read in, the, in my language, it's like the Spirit has taken it straight to my, my heart. Mm. He said it is more understandable to read the, the Word of God in your language than to read, in, to read it is from other languages that we think we understand, but now it shows that it's difficult to understand fully when you are reading in other languages.
1: Yeah, so I'm just curious. Do you have the same experience? Because you're the one who's done the the translating and you've written this. Do you ever go back and read some of it and say, "Oh my goodness, this is like really clear," or uh, or yeah. is it because you did it yourself? it's not the
0: same. <laughs> yeah, I would say I have the same experiences that men because there are some things that when I read even even though even after reading it after sometimes now i will realize that ah this i haven't been understanding it well from the other languages but now it's like i understand it more when i read it from my own language mm. yeah
1: so as you are coming now close to the completion of the new testament talk to us a little bit about you know what happens as you get close to the end and uh, what are some of the the joys and the challenges that you have
0: um. Yeah, well, we are excited to be coming to the near to the end of the of the translation, the New Testament, because it makes us excited because we know that now people, our people, will be having the Bible in their language. They will be reading the Bible in our language, and uh, more especially if you are a translator, it will it makes you. Proud because you know I'm part of of this uh, project. I'm part of this work that people will be having in in their hands. And the you said the the challenges yeah. that we are having. Okay, I would say the challenges that we are having towards the end of the 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 the, broad, the the translation of the New Testament is of, more uh, especially during this year of last year and this year, is of the pandemic, COVID nineteen yeah. pandemic, um it makes uh, things difficult for us in terms of um, reviewing. Because we were not able to gather people as we used to do because of the protocols that have to be followed and also people just were just afraid to to gather. Mm -hmm. So it was so difficult for us to gather people to make reviews or to do field testing to go to their homes because of the COVID nineteen. But even if even though we did not give up, we continued and uh, do what, what, what we can and continued with, with our work. Um, and the other thing um, that I would say is a challenge is of finding people who also can do the proofreading mm-hmm. because nowadays everyone is like busy with their daily lives. But we will not give up, we will continue, because we know somehow God will open a door for us to be able to do what we want to do.
1: Okay. Uh, I know there's a lot of uh, uncertainty, but if you had to guess, when do you think the New Testament is going to be done and ready to launch? (laughs) I
0: I, I think uh, next year, Mm -hmm. if there is no other thing that will come before us. By next year, we'll finish our New Testament and launch it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I was around at the beginning of the project and uh, worked with uh, Dean Nelson Lakutlani, who was one of the founding fathers of the committee that mobilized the church and the community and helped start the project. And he said at the beginning of the project, back in 2010, it has always been my dream, even when I was in theological college, that one day my own people, the Bakalahari, would have the scriptures in their own language. So for me, this is a golden opportunity to do that. So how does it feel to think about some of those founding fathers like uh, Maruti Lakutlani, Maruti Kadikata, the others who've, who have uh, gone to be with the Lord now, but this project is getting close to publishing the New Testament and being part of making that dream happen in reality?
0: Yeah, the only thing that uh, where someone can think about when he thinks of them is just being proud of them. Mm-hmm. Just being proud of them for for them to have such a great uh, dream which I believe for the community of Bakalapari is uh, it, it, it makes them excited. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, uh, it makes me proud And uh, because just because uh, some of them have uh, are no more with us, but I just wish uh, they could be around to now witness or see their their dream dream finally coming true. I believe. That's we will always remember them by what they have started. We know even though it's us we are continuing with the work, but we know we'll always remember that they are the ones who started this dream and the dream is now coming to mm. coming true. Yeah. Mm.
1: So have you imagined how the launch event will be? What will happen and what are you picturing there and what will happen after it?
0: Yeah, for the event, uh, I'm just imagining it's just a big, uh, big event, whereby the Waqarah people will be gathering um, together to receive the the New Testament in their language. Um, and also, I'm imagining them also showcasing their their culture, Mm -hmm. because culture and language, I believe, they go together. So I imagine that such kind of uh, event whereby um, they will be receiving the Bible in their language, which is the New Testament, and also showcasing their other cultures. And that combination, I think, it will be great.
1: Okay. How can we be praying for your ministry and your work in the Bible translation project?
0: Yeah, the prayer that I believe we can pray for us is to pray for the project to continue until we accomplish what we we want to accomplish, uh, which is uh, finishing the Bible, completing the New Testament and also the Old Testament and having the full Bible in our language. Also pray for our families, is yes, the translation team, for God to continue to protect us, protect our families. Because the, if we could have any uh, circumstances in our families or situations, um, the project will also be affected. Mm-hmm. So pray for our families, for God to always protect and sustain us so that the, the project could continue and also as we can continue with this work of God until it comes to the end of it. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. all right. Well, thank you. We've been talking with uh, Suara the one of the translators in the Shekalahari Bible Translation Project here in Botswana. And uh, thanks for being with us today.
2: Thank you. So I love... just her posture in how she sees God's word and just permeates all part of her life and her family's life and just how much she yearns for this to be among her people. And it's just, it's inspiring. But it's also, you know, like seeing all of the, you know, the steps along the way and, uh, okay, so our language wasn't written. Uh, well, what does that mean? And being able to walk with people and just what she shared of like, okay, God's, you know, God's word in our own language. And what does that mean? And how people just really uh, took it to heart.
1: Yeah, I've, I've found it really meaningful for both of these interviews to just have these frontline Bible translation workers tell their own mm-hmm. stories from their own perspective and really to it just taking it to another level of leaning into like, what's it like to walk in this job on the first day? Right, Like, you've never used this language in a written form before, mm-hmm. you know, you're mm-hmm. trying to figure out, like, I'm translating and a big part of translating is writing. We don't even write this language, so mm-hmm. what are we going to mm-hmm. do? And right. then learning all the biblical concepts and and uh, all of that stuff just it's fascinating to hear it from their perspective
2: and we want to encourage you all to keep the Shikalahari Bible Translation Program in your prayers and so if you visit lbt.org you can see all of the different programs that Lutheran Bible Translators is currently working in around the world but I do encourage you all to scroll on down see the Shikalahari pray for them and uh, if the Lord is leading you to support them we do want to encourage you in that as well
1: Thank you for listening to the Essentially Translatable Podcast brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. Look for past episodes at lbt.org slash podcast or on your favorite podcast platform. Follow Lutheran Bible Translators' social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or go to lbt.org to find out how you can get involved in the Bible translation movement and put God's Word in their hands. The Essentially Translatable Podcast was produced and edited by Andrew Olson. Our executive producer is Emily Wilson. Podcast artwork was created by Caleb Rodewald and Sarah Lyons. Music written and performed by Rob Veit. I'm Richard Dusky. So long for now.